Hey everyone, welcome back to the Active Life Podcast. I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch. Today, my guest is a very close personal friend of mine. His name is Tyler McBride. Tyler McBride is a very successful CrossFit athlete, having gone to CrossFit regionals six times, meaning he's one of the top 50 or so guys between New Jersey and Maine in the sport of CrossFit, or at least he was. Tyler has also run a 50-mile marathon race, and by the time you've listened to this, he will have completed his first 100-mile race. But none of those things are as interesting as who Tyler McBride is. Those are all what Tyler McBride is. Tyler McBride is perhaps the most inspirational person that I have the pleasure of knowing. He lives about 20 miles away from me, and it is so nice to be able to have lunch with somebody like Tyler and just kind of get a shot of adrenaline right into the veins um, to pick me up when I need it. This podcast is going to do the same thing for you guys. Tyler is a master, an absolute master at knowing himself, appreciating himself, and being successful and valuable to himself first so that he may be successful and valuable to others. When you listen to this podcast, you're going to hear things like how Tyler has embraced his Tourette's syndrome to be a strength for him, how Tyler has taken his experience as an athlete and parlayed it into being a coach, how Tyler is constantly and relentlessly pursuing being better than he is right now. Everything that we talked about today is actionable for you and should be impressionable on you. I hope you enjoy today's podcast as much as I enjoy my lunches with Tyler. So I'm going to go ahead and let you start listening to it. All right. So today we're talking to Tyler McBride. Give me a little pound. I knew I liked this guy. Um, Tyler, as we talked about in the intro a little bit, is... A person who's been in CrossFit now for 11 years, going on 11 years, he's owned his affiliate for seven, um, CrossFit 516. Tyler has been to regionals, which for those of you who are not familiar with the CrossFit world, means that he was one of the top 60 athletes in the Northeast. So that's between what? New Jersey and Maine, basically? Yeah, yeah. New Jersey. Seven states. Yeah, seven, eight states. um, Six Mm -hmm. times as far as CrossFit's metrics go. And now he's planning to run a 100 mile race. Uh, that's 100 miles. Um, we'll get into why 100 in, in a little bit because I, I like the answer you gave me last time we talked about it. But um, this all started, we were just talking a few minutes ago and you told me this all started with 11 years ago, you were taking a taxi essentially to intern at a gym. So you were paying for the right to learn in a gym. Yeah. Can you take us there? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was my cousin's boyfriend at the time, owned a gym, got me into CrossFit, kind of, you know, it was the cliche if you got to know if you're old school with CrossFit. It, it's so cliche because I used to hear this story all the time in the videos and he was like, bro, you got to check this video out. And it was Nasty Girls and it was, was it Eva T, Annie Sakamoto and Nicole Carroll all doing nasty girls and I'm so, gonna- so i don't mean to interrupt you yeah. I, do, I do mean to interrupt you but i'm not you know it's it's for it's for the good of the audience nasty girls is a crossfit workout that is what three rounds or five rounds three rounds right 50 air squats seven muscle-ups 10 hang power cleans and 135 for men and for the ladies it was what 95, uh, 95. okay yeah and uh yeah i remember him just showing me that and he was like this is what we got to do. 
and you owned like a small gym at the time. It wasn't a CrossFit gym. It wasn't a strength and conditioning gym. It was just like an, a normal, just a small personally owned gym that he was trying to run. And uh, once we got into that, he just he was older at the time, and I was I was I was like seventeen, I think, maybe six, 17 or sixteen, and uh, I looked up to him. You know, so I was like, all right, like this is the cool thing to do. I'm gonna do it. Like, let's do it. So we and for some reason, I remember the day I watched that video. The next day, this is when like you had like your Dell computer, and it was like you could have the background like your you click on the internet and like a, your favorite website would pop up. Mm-hmm. I immediately switched it to CrossFit. It was like that was it from then on out. And I don't know why I fell so in love with it, but I just I loved everything about it. I loved the pain of it. Uh, well, can we go back in time to that workout for a second? Were you mm-hmm. able to do muscle ups at 135 pound power cleans? No, no, no. I, I didn't do that workout for probably a year or so after. But okay. My first workout was Cindy. Got it. He taught me kipping pull ups that day, or like you know whatever day he taught me kipping. Not the day we watched the video, but. And then I did Cindy. It took me, I did 20 rounds in 20 minutes. So 20 rounds of Cindy, which is five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats. You did 20 rounds of that in 20 minutes your yeah, first time ever. That was my first crossfit workout ever. <laughs> and I I remember, so my mom's nuts. She would come in my room. This is when I was in high school. So I was in high school still when I did this. And she used to come in my room. Tyler, wake up, going to school. All right. That was like the warning. She'd come in with a little warning, a little, a little nice, hello, this is nice mom. And then a few minutes later, she'd come in and she'd rip the blanket off me and like spray me with a water bottle to get me out of bed if I didn't get out. This is like a true story. I, I met your mom. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. So this one day, I'm like, I worked out with Chris and I cannot move my body. Something's wrong with my body. And she's like, get the hell out of bed. So I'd spray me with this water bottle. And I'm like, I can't move. And I'm like soaking wet. I'm freezing. It's like six in the morning. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, I'm not going to school today. And uh, I loved it. I was like, I got to do this again. Did you go to school that day? No, I, I took the day off. I could not go to school. I was really in pain. I was like, I was fucked up. Really it was funny. not good. I didn't know that story. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So how do you go from – when did you transition from, okay, I'm going to just learn from this person. I'm going to just be in this environment for as long as it takes to, okay, I want to I wanna open my own. Because you know, that was 11 years ago and you started owning an affiliate seven years ago. So there were four mm-hmm. years in there where you were like, this is my calling but I'm not ready yet. Yeah. Uh, the guy I learned from was a perfect – person to I don't know if I'd be where I am now without that that base he really taught me what like what a coach was and kind of what it meant way different way different than just much more than just you're training people it's like no you're training human beings and these people have feelings and that's what we're trying to capture is like why we're changing people's lives this isn't about like oh yeah you're 20 years old you can do 20 pull-ups like great you should be able to do that it's training for the people that need it not the people that want it the people that want it, it's great too but it's for you know the reason we're doing this is for that is for the people that need to change their lives and uh it was just a great uh great experience for a long time uh but then that kind of brought back to you know that four years of kind of how the taxi happened we, uh, we said we were like you know we don't even need to get paid like let's take the money you would pay us and let's start putting that towards maybe equipment and you know 
we'll just come to the gym, we'll train, we'll teach classes and we'll do that. I couldn't, there was a, a full year. So when I started CrossFit, I wasn't allowed to coach. I just sat in class with a yellow notepad and a pen and would literally just take notes on uh, him teaching class. What kind of notes did you take? Were you writing down, there are 10 people in class today, he's spoken to each of them twice. Like, what, what did your notes look uh, like? It was, and I get, this was before even my level one. So like, the level ones weren't even like popular then. Like no one, knew, you don't even know, like there was no CrossFits anywhere. So I don't, I couldn't even, I couldn't really pinpoint exactly what I was writing down. Uh, it was a lot more in the line of, you know, what the cues were, uh, time management, what they did for a warm up, uh, how to move a person's by what scale they were giving a certain person because of an issue, uh, things like that. It was, you know, those were, and, and that was specific to coaching the class, not becoming the coach. If that makes sense, uh, the notes I didn't take were really the ones that like resonated as far as when we were, we would just hang out and he would just, you know, talk all the time about what it meant, like what all this meant, and like what it was to be a coach, and like the journey that we're going on to change lives and to make the world a fitter place. And so now, fast forward, you own your gym, right? You own CrossFit Five One Six, and. For anyone who's seen your Instagram, yeah, right, was that uh, Tyler Blue three T's three toes? Yeah, Tyler Blue. And so, so, so you have Tourette syndrome. Love it, right? Loves it. Um, but I think that just the, your Instagram name, right, yeah. allows people to learn something about you immediately. It's, I don't even know if people know that that's what it's from. They I, don't. I, I don't know if people are just like, what does that even mean? They don't, but if they pay attention, right? Yeah, you, you yeah. made the post, hi, I'm Tyler and I have Tourette's, yeah. right? Um, you have fuh, F-U-H is a hashtag in your posts, yeah, yeah. right? I think one of the hardest things that, that any business owner or especially people who are competitive in athletics have to deal with is who am I, right? It's It's... I'm identified by, I own this CrossFit gym, that's who I am. I'm a regionals level athlete, that's who I am. Or I'm a baseball player, that's who I am. But really it's not, it's part of what they do. Yeah. And you seem to really embody who you are. So can you talk about how you separate the two? Because I think you're a phenomenal <laughs> CrossFit coach, um, but you're so much more than that. So how do you separate the two? How do you sleep? How do I sleep? Uh, you know, when I say that, I mean, you know, a member doesn't come into the gym one day. That That's not necessarily because you didn't give them the tools necessary to come, right? Or someone doesn't make it to regionals who you're coaching. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're not a good coach. How do you wrap your mind around, I am Tyler McBride. I also coach CrossFit as opposed to I'm a CrossFit coach. No, because I don't think anyone's anything. I don't think anyone's – like I was talking to a buddy of mine – the other day and it's like you know they were kind of having issues with what they're like who they are and like what they were meant meant to do that's the problem i have with a lot of people is i was meant to do this it's like was i meant to be a crossfit coach no it's it, fuck, it was invented in 2001 like was i like was i put on this earth because something was invented in 2001 no i mean i think i'm a CrossFit coach. I think if I wasn't a CrossFit coach, I would still be who I am. I would still have the same charisma. I would still be that type of character. 
and whatever job I was in would have allowed me to do that. I don't think I ever would be behind a desk in a cubicle. I don't think I was, I guess if you can go on, am I meant to be a CrossFit coach? Maybe not, but am I meant to be behind a cubicle? Definitely not. You know, I'm definitely meant for something on a path of having expression. And then where do you think that comes from? Besides just you're born with it, right? Do, do you think it was cultivated in you? Do, do you think that, where's the confidence come from? Uh, the bravado. <laughs> the bravado. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, it's, it's so funny because I think so many people don't realize what, like we have one life. We have one, one, literally one life. Like we're dead. Like soon, sooner or later, we've all been to funerals. We've all seen regret. We've all been around. But, you know, I think I think I talked to you a little bit about this. My, my, my whole life. Like I, I grew up with two other siblings. My mom all the time would tell me I was handsome and, you know, oh, you're so handsome. I got a haircut. You're so, you looked all this and that. I just believed her. I was like, awesome, cool. Like, I'm handsome, great, love it. I got a hot wife, and I'm like, oh, that's nice, cool. Like, a hot chick wanted to marry me. Like, I, I guess that's something. You know, so I just, I love that. I was like, oh, great. Like, I'm, I guess, you know, that's a good thing. I, I never, um, I don't, I joke around about being, you know, I wouldn't say cocky. I'm just like an idiot, you know. But, I, but I'm just, I don't do anything to, like, please people I don't dance in public because it draws attention to me like I've had people walk in the gym and I thought the door was locked because like, like I just came in to work out and I forgot the door and people have walked in and seen me dancing just like before my lift and there's no one in the gym and they're like you do that shit when no one's here I'm like yeah it's, I like dancing I'm sorry <laughs> you know like I'll belt out in song like when no one's around like I'm, I'm cool with that you know so I think people just need to be comfortable with who they are and not wor- like everyone's worried about what people think and it's that's the one thing that I can tell a young person is no one gives a shit like as much as you might care about you know you're this and you're that or you know you're a girl you're a guy you believe in this you believe in that like no one gives a shit you're popular in high school great like the most popular kid in my high school I think now is like balding and driving a taxi like, <laughs> I'm serious like, yeah, no. well I think the, and, fun, the funny thing is uh, tell a young person people listening to this are like the guy interviewing you is 33 you're 27 right? tell, tell a young person 28 I'm sorry you know, tell, tell a young person you are a young person and so am I no, yeah. but, but I, knew, I knew what you meant by that um, but yeah I think that's that's cool you know, it's, so, so how does that become something that you translate to people you work with right I mean one of the things that that I believe is you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with the most, right? Yeah. So for me, for those people listening, right, you have that confidence and that's got to rub off on some of the people that you're around because you wouldn't stand for their nonsense if they were, what was me when you're around them? Yeah. So how, how do you intentionally bring that to other people? Uh, or do you? I don't, I don't know if you can, yes, you can, you can, Everyone always says people don't change, but people also only know what they know. So if they don't know that there is a good in the world, if they don't know that if people truly think like someone cares about what I look like, like then that's a problem. But if they know that people don't give a shit, if you open their eyes, you're like, huh, people don't care. 
Like I remember the first time I, I remember the first, I remember the literally the moment I realized people don't care. Which was? I was, I was at a buddy's house. I was in a buddy's house. I was driving to a guy. That I, it was the first time I ever met him. I was with my friend. And he was like, hey, we're going to my friend's house. And I've never met him. So I went there. He was an older guy. I, we, we, were young at, we were young at the time. So I was in hair school. I was, I was a hairdresser for before I was a CrossFit coach. And we pulled up to this guy's house. And I guess he's probably my age now. So I think we were like 18 or so. Well, yeah, he was probably like 25. And uh, it was just a buddy of his. Pull up to the house and we're talking, we're shooting the shit. And he's like, Oh, like, so what do you like? We start talking about like what we do. And I was like, Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in hair school. And before that moment, anyone I talked to about being in hair school, it's like, Oh, you're fucking loser. Oh, what the fuck is that? Oh, you fucking girl. Like, what are you doing hair for? And that's all you'd ever get. And uh, I'm without blinking an eye, he was like, Oh, oh that's dope, man. You, you make good money doing that. And I was like, What? <laughs> that's your answer like you don't have a no witty stupid comeback like no like oh my god like you know you fucking cut hair he was like oh oh cool man that's all my, my buddy's a barber I was like what? what what do you mean like there's no that's it like you don't care what I do mm-hmm. you know it's like oh I have Tourette's it's like oh no word no doubt cool what what do you mean what like People usually have something to say about that, you know. And when you're when you're raised your entire life, uh, every single moment. I mean, imagine being in in a high school room trying to take a final, and you can't fucking make a noise. I'm like, <sighs> for for most people, that's probably pretty easy. Oh, it's very easy. Yeah, not for me. It was very hard, what? and I'm like, uh, like it's like exhausting. I, th- I think you for know? most people, the analogy would be: imagine if every time you got an itch. While you were taking an important test, you were not allowed to scratch it. Yeah, but imagine that itch like getting hard and hard. Every like, imagine you. It's like oh, you can go your whole day and maybe not get itchy. Like no, this right. yeah, this literally an itch, but all the time, you know. So if you don't do it, it's like I like you know, mm-hmm. it gets it gets hard. But like when you grow up with that, and you think all right, these like that's what people think. But then you got to realize no, like they don't. They're just kids. Like, they don't understand what they're doing. But that can fuck with a lot of people. Like, I know people that have threats. I know people that, like, that were in high school that had it, growing up. And some of them still, like, like they're very self-conscious about it. And I'm like, dude, don't, like, no one cares. So, was that moment for you? Was that, like, I remember that moment. I remember that moment, like, stuck out in my head. Like, from the moment it happened, I was like, that means something. But what I mean for that is, is, okay, does the switch get flipped? Or is it now, okay, now I need to see that again to believe it. And I need to start to believe it myself to make it real. Or was it just, boom, okay, great, no one, no one cares. You know what, I think it was more, uh, that was a slow, that was like the first drip to it starting to like pour out of like, huh. Because like, I've always believed, I've always in my head believed it. And I'm like, this doesn't matter. Like right now it doesn't matter. It's cool. But I didn't fully believe it. Now I'm like, maybe I was right. Like, doesn't matter. Like, no one really gives a shit, you know. And I we talk about it all the time. I'm like, with you know, certain people that just have issues in their life. Like, when you're a coach, it's it's so much less about the exercise and it is about. That's why I loved hair. Like, you cut hair. It's the same thing. Like, you're trying to make people beautiful, and you're trying to like they want to talk to you about everything. And I've had people talk to me about some crazy shit. 
and I explained to them, and I'm like, guys, if I died tomorrow, like you might be sad, but the second you drive away from that funeral, like you got your own life to live. It might suck. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna be gone forever. And you might think about it once in a while. You might cry. You might not. There are plenty of people that are like, oh, whatever. Tyler's dead. Ooh, fine, whatever. Uh, but there, And there are plenty of people that aren't. But once you leave the funeral, it's like you got to go home. You got to feed your kid. And then you got to deal with your sick wife. And you got to deal with, you know, your dog just died. And you got to deal with just – you're just busy at work. Like you have other things to worry about. No one gives a shit about your life. Like it's, it's, it's so macro and it's so micro. It's so – it's so hard to really grasp. Well, I think I, th- I think it's hard to grasp in a big way because the only way to say it that, that that you that you can think of right now is people don't really care, right? But it's it's I don't think it's that people don't care. Your mother cares about no, yeah, you, yeah, right? Yeah. It's 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 that people have to worry about themselves first. Yeah. A lot of a lot of the time, right? Like your parents think, yeah, aren't just worried think about you. We think. It's like the forefront of people's minds. Right. Like, oh my God. Like, you don't even notice when I tick sometimes, you know? Even, like, I'm not doing it bad now because I'm like, I'm like, I'm like chillaxing, but, you know, we're just hanging out in the, right. in the house. But, like, I hear it every, like, every single time it happens. Like, the first, it's like a buzzer goes off in my head. And I'm like, again, again, again. Like, I know every time I do it. So, to me, it's in the first thing on my mind, but to you, like, and that's another thing with it. It's like once you once I told someone, and then you realize if you don't tell them, they that every time you do it, every time you take, every time you do something, they're like, why are they doing that? And then they think about it more. Then they think about it. And they're like looking at you like, what are you doing? They start turning their head. The second you tell them, then the next time you do it, they go, why was he doing that? Wait, oh. And then they realize they go, oh yeah, he's got Tourette's. Oh, all right. And then they stop thinking about it because they, they, they realize it and then it just goes past them. Then it becomes the first thing in the back of their head. Then they just stop thinking about it because mm-hmm. they know that's what it is. And because it doesn't become something that, that makes you're – yeah, yeah. Well, well, you're also – if you're self-conscious about it, it's not something that, that you lead with. Right, so yeah, so so, yeah. so you don't make it okay for the person who's talking to you to you be. You gotta like, fucking own it, man. Right, like it sucks because, and I, I always said like, and it's it's as crazy as this sounds, and like I don't know if it's like stupid or like way too confident in my own head. Like I've literally said. I think I was given Tourette's because like everything in my life has been perfect. I had like something had to get fucked up. (laughs) Something had to be fucking wrong with me because like I've done nothing like I in my head I'm like everything's been great. Like in my head. So like everyone's lost people. But like that's life. Like what are you gonna fucking cry you know, cry over something that happened in the nineties? Like, okay, like that sucks, but move on. Like, do your thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. That's nah. just that's just my mind. I always find it interesting when people who I know have gone through some shit tell me that everything in their life has been great because typically those are the people who I want to associate with because they didn't allow those those negative things to become them, right? It's, it it doesn't become this happened to me, that happened to me, and now I can't be because of that. Yeah. Right? So for me that like I was talking to somebody else and they were telling me they, they lived the life, Logan Gelbrick, who owns CrossFit Deuce, uh, Deuce Gym, right? Um, out in Venice Beach. And he's like, I haven't lived a life of, adver- of adversity at all. My life has been very free of adversity. I'm like, you're a business owner. Your life has not been free of adversity. I don't care if no one's ever died who you know. Like, yeah. it's not free of adversity. He's like, well, that's true, right? But I, I don't want to compare business adversity to 
someone else's, you know, real life crisis. And I'm like, well, your business adversity could become somebody less capable's real life crisis. So it's, yeah. it's always interesting to me when, when people say What's up, guys? Dr. Sean here. I just wanted to interrupt the show for a quick moment to remind you that if you're looking for more content from us than we give on this show, you can head to our website, performancecarerx.com. We have links to our YouTube channel, our one-on-one -on -one programming options, our Bulletproof programs, seminars, and even assessments and treatment in person linked right there at performancecarerx.com. You guys are amazing. We appreciate you tuning in and listening to this show. We appreciate you following us on social media at Active Life Rx. And I want to get you guys right back to this conversation because I know that's what you're really here for. So without further interruption, enjoy the show. I don't think somebody like you, and I could be wrong, but I don't think somebody like you would ever come to the realization that this is the worst thing in the world and I'm screwed now. I don't think that would ever happen to you, right? So, so, so you speak about it like if it's not the worst thing in the world, then, then move on. Um, and I respect that. I, I kind of feel the same way. I, I act the same way, right? But you're talking to resiliency, right? You're talking to the idea of you're not dead, so you're in it. Yeah. And, and that, that's what it comes down to. There's some people that I, I think are just... And again, it goes back to you being a coach. There are some people like weakness is a habit. Weakness is a muscle memory. You know, uh, people talk about muscle memory and they, 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 they equate it. They just equate it to, oh, your biceps will get, you know, if you take some time off, it's fine because you have muscle memory. Your biceps will get right back into it. Your quads will get right back into it. You can squat immediately and a few weeks later, you'll be fine. No, muscle memory is everything like it's a muscle memory to, to forget to put your seatbelt on, like break the habit, break that, that wall of, no, it's, it's muscle memory to walk up the stairs. No, I'm going to, I'm going to run. Every time I see stairs, I'm going to run up. Every time I see an elevator, I'm not going to go in it. I'm going to go up the stairs. Every time I, I look at it as a bad rep, you know, like when someone's doing something and I have an opportunity to stop something negative from happening, whether they're talking about someone or the second you have the chance to be the bigger person, if you can say, should I be the bigger person here? Yeah, that means there's something going on that you feel you feel deep down isn't right. And for you not to say something is muscle memory. That's because you're used to not saying something. Break the habit and start saying something, right? If that makes sense. So when there's, talk about weakness, weakness is a habit. Weakness is a habit, but habits can be broken. Habits can be changed. So you have to make yourself not, I mean, we always they talk about there's no such thing as light. There's just an absence of strength. No, there's just an absence of a, no, there's no such thing as darkness, only an absence of light, right? In my eyes, there's no such thing as weakness. There's just an absence of strength, right? We've all been at the gym and seen that one person struggling doing burpees. She's the last one going. She's just trucking along. And all of a sudden, you just see in her eyes, she's ready to just quit. But all of a sudden, one person goes up and starts doing burpees next to her. Another person goes up. All of a sudden, she starts picking it up. And it's like, you're not weak. You just lack strength. And now strength is surrounding you. So now you're you're going again. You know, you, you now have an abundance of strength. And now you're starting to pick it up. So I've just, I've never seen weakness because I've always been able to counter it with strength. If someone says, oh, I'm, I, I'm weak at this. No, you're not. Have you done it enough? Or I do it more. Okay, it's not a weakness. Show me a weakness and... 
We'll see if we, if we can't counter it with strength, then it's a weakness. But most things are able to be countered with strength. I or like at least that. reversing the muscle memory of it. That's good. I'm going to use that in the future. Good. I like it. I, I actually have a similar story myself that was where I wished, or wished is the wrong word, I, I actively thought about doing what I didn't do differently if the same situation were to arise. It was last week. I'm walking in Manhattan. And for those of you guys who don't know anything about Manhattan, you have to move fast. You have to know where you're <laughs> yeah. going, right? I mean, so I'm walking up the street and there's a guy who I can't tell if he's got something chemically wrong with him, but there's something that's clearly off about this guy. And he's standing on the corner and he's screaming at everyone who goes by. Right, talking about how he's going to be resurrected and you're all going to be dead and it's going to be a terrible world for you because you don't believe what he believes. You haven't seen what he's seen. He was overtly making people uncomfortable, right? <clears throat> so I said, okay, I'm not going to say anything to this person because I'm not going to change this person's mind. My better thing to do is to ignore him. If he doesn't exist, he's not real. He has no power. So I continued to walk. And as I walked past this person... I see and hear a coffee cup hit something, coffee splashes on the floor next to me, somebody else down the street yells, what a fucking asshole that guy was. And I realized someone had thrown their cup of coffee at this guy who was screaming things at people on the street. And the guy who was screaming things at people on the street then started yelling at the guy who threw the coffee at him. And I, in that moment, I was like, that's a fucked up thing to do. I don't care what that guy's yeah, saying. You don't yeah. throw a cup of coffee at him. Do I turn around and call this guy out for it? And in that moment, I was like, no, you got somewhere to go. And, and, and in hindsight, I wished I had, right? So for me, it was a situation where I'm like, you know what? If that situation, if something like that situation ever arises again, you don't think, you act on it. You say something, you do something because that was more wrong than what was already going on. Yeah. But we got there just because it was the idea of breaking the habit, right? I I haven't had that happen before. It was the first time I was in that situation. The likelihood of a minute again, fairly low. But if it happens, it'll be different. There was actually a similar, similar, something that it it reminded, I mean, you could tell me this is similar. It just reminded me of as far as someone, a stranger, change the way I look at a certain situation and anytime that situation ever comes up again I will act differently I was in Virginia I was in Virginia and I was with I was with some SEAL Team 6 guys right we were all out a buddy of mine works for a company there and we're all just like having drinks going out having a good night and it's a really uh we're so I made a toast. I was making a toast, trying to bring everyone in, and everyone, we're all in a circle. And this, again, it was nighttime. This girl was—I don't know if she was drunk at that moment, but when she confronted me, she was definitely drunk, <laughs> right? So, uh, this girl just like kept trying to get into our circle for the speech, and I'm like, "I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm like, we're making a toast here. Like, but can you, you know, get out of here?" It wasn't being rude. It wasn't like cut the fuck. It was just like, "Hey, like, you know, can you, you know, can you?" take a step for a second and uh had a great had a toast everyone take a drink and like an hour or so later this girl comes up to me and such yelling at me she was like how dare you get me out of that you know circle you know when there was some other girl in that circle that wasn't supposed to be there i was like no that girl was supposed to be there i don't even know again what the story i'm about to say might not make any sense 
but it actually was something that resonated with me very deeply. And uh, she's like, this girl wasn't supposed to be in that toast, and she was. Why'd you kick me out? And I was like, first of all, what do you want to be in some weird stranger's toast for? I don't know. What do you want from me? You know, I'm, I'm trying to you know make a toast to a bunch of you know bro, you know guys in you know the Brotherhood that are really like you know saving this country. I wanted to thank them, and. She's like, you know, what if I could have benefited from that? And I went, you know what? You were apt. I literally said this to her. I was like, I am so sorry. And I will never do that again until I die. And she looks at me like, because when have you ever won an argument by agreeing with the person? This is how I, this is also proof that you can't win an argument even if you agree with them. Like, even if you end the argument to say, you know what? You're right. I agree with you now. So I'm like, you're absolutely right. I was like, and because I, I was thinking about what I said in the speech and kind of what, and just the the powerful people that were just there. And I was like, I would, that would be such an honor to like have some random person just walk in and like be a part of what we just had. Cause there are people that go their whole lives and never experience like love and brotherhood like that. And like that whole you know environment we were just in. And I was like, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. I was like, I will never do that again. I was like, if someone ever walks into, you know, as, as I'm doing a cheer, you know, a toast, I will never tell them to leave. Like we will get them a drink and they will be a part of that experience. And it was, it was still it, like, it never got through to her. But to me, even though I, I guess would lose that fight because she was still like, you're an asshole. You're an asshole. She was drunk at that point. It was like, you're an asshole. But I was like, you're wow. I was like, you know what? That's something I'll never do again. I will always, if I have that opportunity and that does happen, I will gladly invite that person into that toast and hopefully that might even get their minds thinking, holy shit, like what was I just a part of? And then even then, like to me, so many people just go like, and this is, I guess we're getting off topic, but so many people just go on their life and they just don't live. Like, and I guess that's so cliche. Every, every Instagram thing you see is like, oh, you're too busy living or too busy dying. It's like, no, but really like there are people that like I was at a birthday party yesterday night for uh, oh, I, I want you to tell this yeah, story. Yeah, sorry, but, sorry. But going back I to go the last, lot, no, sorry. it's good. I want to hear the birthday party story. But I think that something that you're not giving yourself credit for in the situation with the the woman who came over and wanted to be in your toast, and you said no, and then you apologized afterwards when she came back and showed you how maybe I'll never do that again. I really like I, I that changed the like. I'm so excited. Like I want to like manufacture that in a way and like see if I can like get my toast to like move in a circle like around some stranger just to get them into it of course you know what I mean like it literally like changed my world oh I get it I, I want to go back in time and tell that guy it's not cool to throw a coffee cup <laughs> yeah, and someone's yeah. yelling at him I, I, I get it but um, that's vulnerability Right, that that's huge. That that's you saying, you know what? I don't have to put my back up against the wall and tell you that you're wrong, just so I don't have to be. Yeah. And, and I think that's something that a lot of people could, I hope, listening to this, understand that that's the value of that. It's not the the value of that isn't that next time you would let somebody else into the circle. That's the value for them. The value for you is, wow, you're a better person now than you were five seconds ago because you're willing to be. Yeah, no, but the, like that, and, and that's muscle memory, right? That that'll, that's like, and if you go like you know, into coaching, it's like that's changing. You're changing tissue, mm-hmm. you know, like you're changing something deep. That's like that's that muscle memory. As far as you look at a mountain, some people just look at it and go, I don't. Why do I want to go up there? And some people look at it and like, I want to run up that. Mm-hmm. 
and that's physically that's literally that's metaphorically like yeah some people just don't but that's our job as, as leaders to hopefully i can only just express my craziness enough to get other people to just think you know what i don't have to be as crazy as him but i can be a little bit more crazy than i am now i can be out there a little bit more sure you know well, so, so tell us about the birthday party that you were going into. No, just just the same thing. I mean, this is just on like a deeper, like me and my buddy, me, a coach in my gym, we're like, we're best friends. And we talk all the time about this stuff because it really like, I've really truly been like, I'm living as like much as possible, you know, in the moment. Everyone's always like, oh, you know, you know if you, are you in the moment? I'm like, no, I'm in the moment. Like people ask me, talk, talk to me about meditating all the time. I'm like, I don't need to meditate. Like, no, you don't get it. Like. You'd be in the moment. I'm like, no, you don't get it. I'm in the moment. Like, it's so. We go to this party, and uh, there's like a hundred people here, right? Nice dude, got a big house. Like, there's all these people, but every time I was introduced to somebody, it was, oh, hey, this is Rick. You know, he he owns this and makes this and does this, and I'm like, so who's Rick? I don't give a fuck what he makes. Like, I don't care. I don't make shit. Like, I don't, care, I don't care what you make. I don't care how much money you make or what you, like, who are you? What's your story? Like, so I got all these people and I'm like, and it was like, it was like, uh, like housewives, like desperate. What was it? Like, uh, those Atlanta wives, like you go on those TV shows and I'm like, these people, these are just fake. They're just, they're not real. And they're not, someone needs to shake them and be like, wake up. Like, it's okay to not like a certain person because of the way they are. It's okay to like a certain music, even though none of your friends do. It's okay to just be yourself, you know? So we're at this table and I was actually with the buddy that we, we had, I had the drinks with. And I said to him, like, we're looking around. I'm like, look how many people are here right now. I'm like, none of them give a shit about each other. Like none of them actually care about each other. Like all the coaches at my gym, I would take a fucking bullet for straight up. Like in the chest, like in the arm, anywhere, head, anywhere. Like honestly, every single coach at my gym, we are family. Like I literally, like I truly do love them. I've told them that many times. Like they all know I love them. Like, and that's that's. I'm gonna keep going off topic, you know. But there, there is no topic. Yeah, clearly, yeah. Right, we're just going. But uh, so I, I said to him, I went back to when we were, you know out at that you know that party last time and I said think about the amount of people that are at our table then and he was like like three four and I went look how many are here now those three or four like the quality of people that we were with versus the quantity of people we are with now like the quality like the amount of people that just are surrounded by people that they don't need to be surrounded by just but they think they do they're like oh I need to be like if you have to show face I'm putting up quote fingers. If you need to show face, then you're with the wrong crew. Like you're with the wrong group of people in my eyes. You know, there's, you want to get your business taken off and you want to, you know, get yourself out there. Great. But if you, if you feel like you have to show face to people just because of a social circumstance, then you're dead wrong. Lose those people. You don't, then that's not even worth your time. Well, so I think that bringing it right back to the the world of functional fitness, right? The way people show face in this community is they post videos of themselves or photos of themselves doing something impressive, right? Working out, lifting heavy weight, doing a ton of pull-ups. 
if someone goes and looks at your Instagram, they're going to see a guy who is cheating on his wife with a floor cleaner. Right, it's 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 you you the thing that you look no, like. No, I'm 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 building a family because of that floor cleaner. Right, that's so, the difference. So, that, so that, that's what I'm getting at, and and I wanna I want to hear from you why <laughs> cheating on my wife with a floor cleaner. <laughs> I wanna I wanna hear from you why right like like a lot of people look at their gym and they're like okay yeah I, okay now I have to clean and I feel like you look at your gym and you're like now I get to clean it. Instead of now I have to clean it, it's now I get to clean it. And it's, it's, it almost. The thought of someone doing the push up and their palm touching a rock literally upsets me. It literally, literally upset. I actually get knots in my stomach thinking about it. I do not like that at all. Mm-hmm. But why? I'm not suggesting you're wrong. No, obviously. yeah, yeah. I um, why. Because I, lo- I love it. I, lo- I, lo- I love. Why? Why? Why do I want to clean my gym? Because it's it's my life. Like I'm like it's the cleaner my gym is, the better. the The cleanliness of it is such a small part. It's it's so much bigger as far as if my gym is clean, then I'm I'm. If your gym is dirty, you're lazy, right? So you might suck at programming. You, you might just not be a smart person when it comes to programming. You might just not have intelligence. You might be smart, but just really not understand programming yet. You might be a really nice person. You might be a great coach. But if you're lazy, like if you don't even clean your gym, what else do you not do? There's so many things behind the scenes that are going to fall apart. You ever have a dirty car? We can't go there now because my car is. <laughs> because, I'm living out of my car right now because, because I'm, I'm moving because out. Of, I moved out of my house. Your car <laughs> yeah, I did not have pizza box. Um, yeah, but like people, you know, you have these people that they have these dirty cars, these dirty rooms. Like they, once you clean it, it's like, huh? Like you ever clean, like clean the whole house? You get home, you're like, wow, this is everything's pretty spot on right now. Yeah, of course. You know, I I want people to come in. And really, I guess, you know what, that was a bad answer as far as why I clean the gym. You don't clean the gym because you want it to be clean. You clean the gym so that no one notices it's dirty. You know, it's, and that's the thing about being a business owner. You don't get glory for being a business owner. You only get, hey, this happened. Hey, you got to fix this. Put out fires. This is going, yeah, you're just, you're a fireman. That's all you're doing. Could have used one earlier today when I almost set my kitchen ceiling on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Or a measuring cup. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so you're you're never getting, and that's a big problem with a lot of people. There, you know, there was a guy that I've known for a long time, but not super well. We weren't friends. We were just you know acquaintances. We knew each other, and I was like, "Hey, man, how you been? I haven't seen you in a while." He's like, "Oh, good." And he's like, how's the gym going? I'm like, oh, it's fucking great. Like, and it is like the gym is doing phenomenal and I'm loving it. So I'm like, how's your, how's your gym doing, man? And his, so he goes, I'm selling it. And I was like, oh, oh, this this isn't awkward. I was like, I'm so sorry, man. And I'm like, why? And I just did not expect the answer he gave me. And he was just like, he looks at me, he goes, you're not tired. You're not tired of this. Like you don't get tired. And I was no, and I know you. I've been crossfitting longer than you. Like I, I know, uh, I know you like your history. Like no, I don't get tired. 
why why are you getting tired like what do you first of all when you look at that we're going like what would you rather do go to go to a desk and like i'm confused is 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 hanging out in your shorts and fucking nikes chilling with buddies and like getting people to move weight and helping moms do pull-ups hard like is that something you'd want to give up like if it is great like a lot of people don't it's it's crazy because to me it seems like why wouldn't you want to do that with other people it's just it's agony it's it's because it it is a lot of hard work it seems easy but it's a lot of hard work but as the as the owner you don't get you don't get glory for cleaning your gym you get glory for not having a dirty gym if that makes it's just reverse it's reverse engineering it it's not a day a a day without complaints is a gloryful day yeah yeah glorious yeah gloryful or glorious right Public, public high school education. Okay. <laughs> but but, but I, to, that's the point you're making, right? Yeah. It's, it's yeah, you know, if, if you're the member, you come in, you hit a PR, everybody celebrates for you. They clap, they cheer because you did something great. They notice. If you're the business owner, keeping the gym clean every day <laughs> is expected. You, yeah. you, you get the complaint when it's not. You know what I really uh, get saddened by is... The amount I put all these posts on Instagram, I'll put, you know, me cleaning the gym all the time. And I, I say, like, I think I'm one of the cleanest gyms on the fucking state. Like, on this side of the fucking country, I think I'm the clean, one of the cleanest gyms. I constantly want to clean it all the time because I give a shit about the members, right? Well, and you don't have a cleaning crew that comes in and does it for you. I, ha- I had one. But, but I'm suggesting it's not the cleanest gym because you pay the most money to have the gym. Oh, no. No, yeah, I do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh. The coaches have like cleaning duties per month, like equipment they need to clean, and that switches every month. But I do the cleaning of like the main floor, and I do what they do. Just when they, I just got them to do it, so now it'll get double, doubly, doubly, double, 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 double. It'll, it'll get done twice. It'll get done doubly. <laughs> it'll get done twice as much. But uh, what was I saying? You were talking about you think you have the cleanest gym on the East Coast or in New York or wherever. Uh, oh, yeah. So, and now I was talking to you about this earlier at lunch. The amount of messages I get on instant on Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat on a daily, weekly, daily basis all the time. And when I go to competitions, I just see people that go, I love your passion, man. Like, I wish you were closer. The thought that one of my members would ever say that to a coach makes you want to fucking cry. Like meaning, I meaning they, if they, if the coach moved closer to them, they would switch to that person. If gym. a member from my gym ever said that to another coach, I'd want to quit life. I literally want. I'd rethink everything I've ever done. Like that fucking that fucks with my head. Like thinking about <laughs> that, you know, like and these every day, every day I get that. Like I showed you that message today. That was yeah. that guy went to two other gyms and was like. Dude, I moved away and I like, can't find another gym. He's like, these gyms suck. Because he's telling me. Mm-hmm. A lady that was in a left, uh, she switched jobs. So she couldn't make the class times. And I still talk to her almost like weekly. We're just good friends. But uh, she's like, I can't make it. I can't make the 6 a.m. anymore. This, that. And she's like, I'm officially not CrossFitting anymore. She's like, I can't. She'd rather not go to a CrossFit gym then not be at mind. And I'm like, that sucks. Like, what the fuck is going on? You know? And again, like, it's, it goes back to like, well, how do these people not, like, I shouldn't be the anomaly. That should be the norm. Like, that should completely be the normal. Like, 
oh my god, you have a clean gym. Like, go to any like. I, why, would, I why wouldn't you have a clean job? I don't even get that. Like, doesn't I, even make sense to me. I don't think the people are are happy with your gym or unhappy with another gym because it's not clean. Right? I mean, yeah, being clean is a microcosm of what your gym is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, so I, I did a, a monologue earlier today that we'll release at some point where it might even be released by the time we release this one. But it was talking about when you go talk to your coach, when you go talk to your doctor, you don't tell them the first why. Right? I'm here because I want to be in better shape. I'm here because I want to get rid of my back pain, whatever it might be. Because for a lot of people, they try to solve that why for you. Right? So doctors say, okay, good, then stop working out because that's what's causing your pain. Boom, clap. Where's my audience? I just solved this person's problem. They were in pain. I got, rid of, I got them out of pain. Yeah. But they didn't really want to be out of pain. They wanted to be able to exercise without pain. Right? Hey, Tyler, I want to be I want to be able to do 10 muscle-ups. Why do you want to be able to do 10 muscle-ups? Well, because I just think it would be cool. Well, why do you think it would be cool? Well, I think it would be cool because my friends can do it. Well, why is it cool that your friends can do it? Well, I just want to be a better athlete. How does making a better athlete make you feel? Right? It's oh, it goes back to self-worth. It goes back to a lot of that. It's back to what we talked about in the beginning. And I think that because you have such a good grasp on that for yourself and you're you're aware of it, it's not like you're unaware walking around thinking like, oh yeah, well, isn't everyone like this? I think that you on a conscious or subconscious level, whatever you want to think about it, you run your gym in a way where you're not thinking about the first why for anybody. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. I uh I just, I fucking love people, you know, like I do. I, I love people. I, I don't think I'm the best coach by any means. I work really hard to be like, I, 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 I don't consider the people that it's like, oh, like, are you the best coach on the island? Are you the best coach? In the, it's like, who, like, that's irrelevant. It's like, a, I, I know in my head, like, I, there's not a day that goes by that makes me think I'm a good coach. Like, because uh, I know what's out there. I only, like, I'm embarrassed to call, like, when I think about the people that I look at and I'm like, all right, these people in my head, even like, I'm always fighting the fictitious better coach. Like, as a husband, I fucking crush being a husband. <laughs> like, I, like, that's all, all I do is battle the fictitious asshole that would get her flowers. So I'm gonna get her flowers. He would have got her more though, or I'll get I'll get her more then. Like he he would do that. He he would do this. Right, I'm gonna do that. So that if God forbid she ever left me, that asshole is not gonna get her flowers. He's not gonna do this. He's not gonna do that. I'll do nine out of the ten things, but he's gonna miss yeah, that tattoo. Yeah, she's gonna yeah. You know. So when you're and and that's what I do. Like I love being a husband. I love my wife. I love being a husband. I love doing things for her because it makes her happy. I love being at the gym knowing that if they went anywhere else, they would feel very empty. That even if they had a better coach, something would not be the same. They need to be here. You know, and it's, it's that's that's the only that's what I try to do. Like all right, great. And I, I talk I talk about it in the Instagram stories. I tell these coaches, I'm like, guys, one day your members gonna have a bad experience. You might, they might, you might have great programming. You might have a great gym. You might have great community. But you know what? It's always dirty. I always tell them, hey, guys, love the programming. love everything here, but it's always dirty. And then one day, 
you know, they see one day their friend signs up to my gym because they live by it. And she's like, you know what? Every time I'm on the internet, every time I'm on my phone, I see 516 cleaning the gym. Every time I'm on my phone, I'm going to stop by there and just, just say hi. Just go with my friend and just work out with them. I'm not signing up there. I just want to work out with them. Great. They work out. And then a few months later, they have a bad experience. They come back again. And then one day they just sign up because they left eventually, you know, or, you know, or the opposite. Their gym's clean. Gym's always clean. Everything's going great here. Gym's clean. Uh, Family and friends come here. Love the coaches. But the programming sucks. It just, I think there's nothing behind it. Even the coach says he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. But every time I go online, I see 516. I see Tyler always posting about the new cycle they're doing and the programming they're trying and this and that. And they go, you know what? Let me give that a shot. So when you're on there every single day and all they see every time they go on the phone is your gym doing something that their gym is not, that's the itch. And eventually, bro, just like the Tourette's, bro, they're going to have to scratch it at some point. Right? <laughs> I like it. They're going to have truth. to embrace the fun at some point, bro. Well, but but so, so that, I mean, like, you you perfectly. That was good. We, that brought, was, that, we brought that to the Tourette's, too. That you, was good. You did. You, I mean, like, you perfectly brought the whole thing around to the idea that it's not the goal. It's the process. Right? Because you didn't clean your gym every day for a month in hopes that 50 people were going to join. And all of a sudden, you were going to have the membership that you wanted or needed. You didn't start posting about your programming and thinking about your programming because you were like if I do this someone's going to see it and they're going to join you do it every single day all day every week every month every year because it's the process it's what you are and showing people the process is what attracts them to you yeah I mean they're going to at some point every member including ours I mean every member is one bad experience away from leaving Mm -hmm. one Bad experience and they're out. You're right, right? But uh, you can build a you can build up equity. It's just a matter of if they know you give a shit. Like, I mean, you could give a shit all you want, but like if they know you care, but they know you're helpless and you're not going to be able to help, even if you care. Like caring is great, but caring is not the same as executing. Like, oh, you might care that I'm out of, out of shape, but man, you can't get me in shape. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to go, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's great. I know you care, and you really you're trying to be a great coach, but man, you're not a great coach yet. I'm gonna have to go. Like, at some point they're gonna leave, but if you can, I mean, this is the thing. Also, I'm not posting things. I'm not like inventing things to post. All I'm doing is just essentially live streaming what an affiliate owner should be doing. You're documenting your day. Yeah. It's not like I'm inventing things to make it seem like we're outrageous. Every gym programs, I'm assuming, I think, God help us all. Every every gym <laughs> does some sort of programming of workouts. Every gym needs to clean it. It's, it gets vacuumed or something at some point, I'm assuming. Uh Every gym's got some, woohoo, you know, members running around, jumping around. Film it and put it on the internet for everyone to see. And if it's not that entertaining, and if it's not, if it's not as cool as you think it is, then you'll see. Like no one's gonna come. But if people start walking to the gym and they're like, you know what, this this gym is always clean. This gym is always getting the programming out. This gym has always got people smiling and having fun. I want to be there. You know, I, uh, 
it's very simple to get someone to go to your gym that doesn't go to your gym. You get them to love your gym more than they love what they're doing. And they're there. Much more simply said than done. But but yes. I've done it. I, I know I'm, I'm not now, saying now with numbers. Now with numbers. There was there was a there was a there was a I don't know if I should put this on here, but it was <laughs> uh, I do want to talk about this because it was fucking so I, it was really it was really cool. I know I'm I'm not suggesting it can't be done or you haven't done it. I mean I do want to hear this story. Uh there was a good friend of mine that was a coach at another gym. Uh I had been there before. Uh knew the owners really well. It wasn't like a you know, a poaching thing. E but I was talking to my wife and I haven't I haven't seen this coach in years. Like like it had to have been like two years. I guess it's not crazy years, but like two years of like no contact. Mm-hmm. Was it we were like we were just like friends and then we kinda of like separated once I went to the gym. But a few years later I'm like I literally I look at my wife and I go Was she a wife at the time? Uh no. No. Okay. No. And I go, you know what? I want her working at my gym. And she starts laughing. She's like, What? She she works here. And I was like, I know. And I'm like, I'm gonna get her to work at my gym. <laughs> and she's like, No, you're not. You're out of your mind. I'm like, watch. And she goes, How? I go, I'm gonna get her to love my gym more than she loves her gym. And then I won't even have to ask her. She'll just leave. I never asked her to be a coach. Ever. She's been a coach with us for like four years now. That's I never awesome. I never asked her to be a coach. I just was like, hey, let's Let's work out sometime. Back to the gym, we worked out. Went to the beach, we hung out. I never brought up working, ever. It was just like she just started loving the community more. And if you did that with online, get so she pe- asked you. Yeah, she came in and want and was. I didn't even say anything. I was like just. And she's like, you mind if I come to the gym? I'm like, you come whenever you want. You don't have to like pay to come. Just you want to come by and work out, work out. And then eventually he started coming and coming and coming more and more and more. And then was like. I, I want to be here. I was like, really? Oh my God. And my wife, I swear to God till this day, she's like, what? She was, that was the coolest thing I've ever, she was, I've never seen you do anything like that in my life. She was like, that was the craziest thing ever. How long did it take? Listen, it was a few months. It was like, <laughs> it, was, it was like over the summer. I, 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 it started before the summer and then before the first like snowfall, she was already there working. Nice. Yeah. And, I brought it up to her like a, years, like a few years later. I was like, you know what? And she's like, she's like, you're out of your mind. And I was like, I love you. Like, like we're so close. You know, we're close. We're super close. But uh, yeah. Now, but if you if you take that on the to the mat to the macro to the and you scale that, I did that with one human being because I thought she would bring value to the gym. And in my eyes, she was a five one six year from the start. Like she had she had it in her blood to be with with us. You know, and that's to me like I don't. You don't need to be a good coach. You need to be a good person. I can make you the coach I wanted to make you, but I need you to be the right character for our gym. Uh, but if you take that on the on the on onto the scalability of a phone, what you know, how many members I've gotten over the last year? I mean, we've talked about this all the time when we hang out. Like I've probably gotten more members from other gyms this past year than I've had an on ramp. Every other day, someone coming in, just like checking it out. And then they come back a week later. Maybe they don't come back at all. But then it just starts signing up, signing up, signing up. All you're doing with that phone is getting them to love your gym more than theirs. 
And I'm positive that no one will ever go on the internet from our gym and check out another gym online and think they like theirs more than ours. Our gym will always beat theirs online. Like and that. in person, you know, but I'm especially in person. I'm just trying. They only get us. They get a glimpse of it on the phone. Imagine what it's like when they're there, you know. So to me, if you can get them to see through our eyes what we have, that's what gets them the itch. And they're like, huh, maybe I should find my pho. Let <laughs> <laughs> me stop by there a little bit. I like it. That's good. Yeah. Is there is there anything left that we didn't discuss that you think is just a part of the process that you go through or people you've mentored go through um, that people listening need to think about? I mean, you've, you've already dropped a lot of information, but is there anything that we didn't uncover, any stone we didn't turn? Uh, it's okay if you don't have anything. I just like to give people the, the opportunity at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um... I think I've talked about this a little bit before. I think people need to, I think people need to start running. Okay. Right. Distance so, run or a short run? No, just get outside by yourself, no headphones, and just take your body from one place and put it somewhere else. Like, I don't mean I'm going to run a mile, leave your phone at home. I don't care. Take it with you if you're going to be stressed out without it. But the amount of problems that you can solve by just being by yourself. This world is so full of technology and just on the go, everything, everything, everything. Having training for this 100-mile race, I've had to, a lot of time by myself. And it's actually solidified my being self-aware. Like I've, I didn't learn much new about myself running, but I know other people will. People might not be as self-aware as me or like I talk to myself a lot anyway. I don't need to run to do it. Well, I think Eat, the, the confirmation. No, is, yeah. Is it definitely was like, oh, nice. It was it was definitely like it was nice to hear it from myself going, no, you got like you're right. Like you, you understand what's going on in your own head. You, but a lot of people don't understand what's going on in their own head. And I think you have a problem. Go for a, go for a jog. Just and if you, if you want to start walking, walk. Just move your body from one point to the other. And you'll realize a lot of things about yourself. Just start talking to yourself. Think about, you know who my best friend is? I'm going to say your wife, Anya. Well, now I'm, now I'm uncomfortable if I say no. <laughs> is it your mom? No, me. Like, okay. I've spent so much time with myself. Okay. Like, I've spent so much time with my conscience. Right. Like, your conscience is everything you wish you were. Right? So pretty much your conscience is the perfect you. Imagine you acted the way your conscience thought. That'd be pretty fucking crazy, right? Like imagine... It's deep. Yeah. No, I mean, but like imagine you literally blinked your eyes and you were your conscience in the human form. Okay. Think about that, right? I, like I think about that all the time. That, that'd be crazy. Yeah. But and now... Then we go back to muscle memory. What's stopping you from doing that? All you have to do is act. It's just action. It's like, pick your hand up. Okay, hands up. Put it back down. Put it back down. Great. Open. Say say something nice to that person. I don't want to. Okay, well, your conscience would say something nice. It's like, <laughs> be that person, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you, so many people don't spend time with their, themselves, that's why they're not self-aware. Because every mirror they see, they put their head down. They don't look at it. They never look at their internal mirror and go, who the fuck, who am I? 
what do I want? I don't know. Like I've always just wanted this because of this, but I've never actually stopped and going, what music do I enjoy? What do I like? Like, so I think going for a nice jog or again, just going to the woods and just walking around just really gives you time to talk to yourself because you could talk to any therapist you want, but you have all the answers you need. You know what I mean? You just have to be willing to hear them. Yeah. But if you're by yourself, you're going to like, no, you're going to say them. Like your con, your conscience will say it. Sure. But you then might a- acting, acting on, I, I'm with you, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I can tell you for myself, it's, I've, I've had a lot of this own self exploration recently. I, I used to run an event that I thought was like, this is, this is what I've been looking for. Got rid of it last year because it was like, it was never going to be what I was really looking for it to be. But I started to identify as like the guy who ran this thing that was a big deal. And I was like, no, it's not going to get me where I want to go. So I'm cutting it out of my life. Yeah. I, I'm do I'm going through the process right now that you're talking about. Right. So I think it's interesting. I think it's cool. I think it's, a, it's that meditation that other people tell you that you need, right. That you're essentially telling other people that they need, you just do it through running and spending time with yourself Actively, but I'm not saying people don't need meditation. I'm saying I don't no, need meditation. I understood. Yeah, you I understand. Know what I mean? Like, but well, people need it. Like, a meditator would would argue, would argue that this is your form of it. Yeah, well, yeah, one thousand percent. You know that bulldog that I scrub the floor with. Like that's my like. I put. I just. I'll put on like some music or just an audio book and just, just chill around. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh no, but you're drowning yourself. I'm like, no, you don't get it. I talk to myself a lot. I don't. I could I could use a break for myself. Sure, <laughs> you know, I, like, I, I talk to myself plenty, mm-hmm. you know. But people also can lie to themselves, and they just lie to themselves all the time. Well, but they that's don't, that's what yeah, I was getting. Yeah. at. It, it's the no. I want to do what I'm doing. Do you, or or are you afraid of what might happen yeah. if you are honest with yourself about what you want to do, and then you have to try and risk failing? You know, at it? the one thing I do when people tell me they want to train for regionals, the first thing I do, no, immediately try to talk them out of it. That's the first thing I do. Because you want to see how badly they really want it. No one would have ever. And I wasn't like a diehard like. I mean, you knew me. I was a coach that competed at regional. I was never a regional athlete that was a coach. No, we talked about you taking an empty barbell and hang snatching it in 2015. I still think I should have done that. That would have have been good. But you didn't finish in last, did you? In that event? No, no, I miraculously didn't. Right, so 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 it would have been a bad. It would have yeah, been a loss. Yeah. No, it would have been a loss. It was an experience, like whatever. Right. No, but I was, you know, I still, even as I was a coach first, athlete second, you still weren't going to talk me out of training for regionals. I was going. Like, I wanted to go. That was the goal of mine. And I wasn't like, this is, I identify as a regional athlete. I was, at this moment in my life, I would like to go to regionals. So I'm going to go to regionals. End of story. And that's what everyone needs to think. They're like, oh, I would, but there's such good competitors out there. And you, you need to spend all this time. I hate when people tell me that they don't have time to train for regionals. And then they come to the gym at 4 p.m. and leave at 7. I'm like, bro, <laughs> you got plenty of time. You just don't want to do it. Like, I get it. And it's like, just stop thinking you need to. Mm-hmm. You came here because you wanted to lose weight. Now you could bang your wife and you could pick her up. Great. You've made it. Well, and, that, and that's right there. That's everything. Right? Because people in business, I want to make a million dollars. You don't want to make a million dollars. You're not willing to do what it takes to make a million dollars. No, you want to have a million dollars. You don't right. want to make a million dollars. Right. You want to lose. You want to be thirty pounds lighter. You want. To, you don't want to lose thirty pounds. No, and and, and it, you know? it goes to the and you can be successful without it. You right? want, like, you want to you want to be a great coach. You don't want to become a great coach. 
you don't want to go know? through the process of what it takes yeah. to be that thing. And, and that's not a knock, right? No, it's, but the process is, that's it. Right, but, but, there are, but there are millionaires out there who are like, Tyler doesn't know what he's missing. Tyler's not worth $10 million. And if he was, he doesn't know how big he would feel like he was. And you're like, I don't need $10 million to make myself feel as big as that. So for you, that's not an ambition. It doesn't need to be, right? Yeah. And, and the person who wants to lose 30 pounds doesn't necessarily need to lose 30 pounds if they're only doing it because they think it makes them fit in better with society. If they're fine with the way they look and they think they're healthy and they are healthy, then they're healthy. Right, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's another conversation about how I, I didn't want, I didn't want, I didn't want to say anything. I was like, well, take a little away, right. away. Like, no, no, right. no, but you're right. Yeah, if I mean, if you're, if you're healthy, but if you, again talking to yourself, like if you were healthy, you're healthy, great. But like the people, just, people just think, yeah, it's it's they see everything online, they see all these pictures of people, but it's like, so what, like. It's like, oh my god, I'm upset that I'm not a basketball player that's seven feet tall. It's like, sorry, you're not. Move on. Right. Do something else with your life. Right. You, what do you, what do you were want from me? You're not born with the ability to become a professional basketball <laughs> yeah, player. Yeah. Sorry. Move on. <laughs> you know, but people, uh, people don't want to want no for an answer, but they will gladly take no for an answer from themselves. Yeah. They don't want it from anyone else, but they'll take it from themselves without a heartbeat. They'll give it to themselves. Yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll they give hand, it, yeah. They hand it out like lollipops. Yeah. But, yeah, but the second they uh, the second they get caught up and it's like, all right, now it's time to work. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, 5.30 is early. Like, 5.30 is not early. I'm five miles in by five by 5.30. You know, it's like, it's as early as you want it to be. Wake up when you want. Do what you want. Mm-hmm. That's what people don't get. You can do whatever you want. But people don't. Well, you know that's the one thing. It's it's funny when I got into training for an ultra marathon, I was like, you know what, this will be good because it won't be as much time as I used to put into training for regionals. And now I'm an idiot because I might get way more time than I used to put into regionals. <laughs> but for some reason, I'm actually getting more done because I have to wake up at like three in the morning, run those miles, and then I teach the six a.m. class. And it's like, oh great, then I'll run like five hours in the and you know on a Saturday, but. I spend more time running, but less time, way way less time training for regionals. But for some reason, regionals takes a lot out of you as far as like all your other life goals, you know. But if that's what you want to do, do it. People just think that's like the end all be all or something, you know. People, no one goes to a basketball game and then it's like I'm gonna. I'm going to be there next year. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Someone goes to the game, but they're probably pretty close. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not the guy who just picked up basketball and said, no. okay, well, I'm going to do this next year. Not the guy that redid the workout 13 times. And, <laughs> you know. No, correct. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. I appreciate you talking to me today. I hope you got something out of that. Out, I did. That was sorry, good. Sorry if I rant a lot. No, it's this is our, we'll longest, just go inter- on. It's our longest interview so far because <laughs> I, like, I like listening to you speak. <laughs> So it's cool. I like, I like hearing myself speak, so Perfect. it's good. So we'll do it again, though. We'll just, we'll just speak into the microphone again. Thank you, guys. Tell me, where can people find you? Uh, if you go to CrossFit516.com or if you follow me on Instagram at CrossFit516 or my personal Instagram is ta-ta-ta, that's three ta's, T-A-T-A-T-A, Tyler Blue. Got it. So for those of you guys who didn't understand all of that, we will make sure we put it in the show notes. Thank you again, Tyler McBride. I appreciate you coming on. Awesome. We'll talk again soon. Thank you for listening to the Active Life podcast today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, 
please make sure you head to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating so that we can grow and reach and help more people. If you're looking for more from me and my team, head to performancecarerx.com. All the help you're looking for is right there. Until next time, guys, I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch, and the process is the goal.